Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DMVR Broncos live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I went full sicko mode last night. What does that mean? Stayed up till 3 a.m. rewatching the game. Mm. Realized I wasn't going to have time to do it this morning. I was like, I need more information before I go back on the podcast. Uh, so I was fourth quarter watching like this just trying to keep my eyes open so i'll start with the question that you start with us the day after a game you feel better or worse about it i hate answering this right now <laughs> um because it's just, i i know no one wants to hear it i feel better wow why um just based on the fact that they were they just needed one play like one decent play wins them that football game now the, I, I guess there's a world where you could say that makes you feel worse. That does make me feel worse. <laughs> but for me, it's just like, you you had it. And, and it brings me back to the idea of every game that they've played in has been a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Yep, a three-point game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I know. Listen, I'm not trying to build a case for optimism yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, but it just – I left being like, yeah, if they ever figure it out. If they ever figure out how to win a football game, they can win a lot of them. Um, but they're not there yet. And, and so, but I, I just was sitting there in the fourth quarter, sadly, just like hoping, even though I knew it was going to happen. Like, <laughs> yep. wow, what if someone just comes open in the seam right here? And I'm like, no, nope, I know for a fact that yep. doesn't happen. Well, someone could have come open in the seam and Russ probably wouldn't have found him. Uh, that? Didn't have any time to find anyone, <laughs> yeah, especially true. late in the game. That's true. Um, and that's partly on him for sure. Uh, you know, film Twitter is out in force today, pointing out all the places where he could have checked the protections and this, that, and the other thing. And the Broncos have had an issue with A-gap blitzes for like three years. Um, and I don't know if that's a Lloyd Cushenberry problem. Um, you would have thought that Russell Wilson would have helped you fix these problems, yeah. but 
they're just teeing off. The Broncos have no answer for it. Uh, no hot routes, no bubbles, no anything. Um, so, but I did as the as the game was ending, I was like, I might not even bring up the "Do you feel better? Do you feel worse?" Because I don't <laughs> want to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. The honest truth is, I feel better. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll be the opposite of a sicko. Uh, and be a different type of sicko for some people, and I, I feel worse about it because this team um, just does not know how to play complementary team football. I mean, it, you could look at pretty much every game and say, man, the defense was great there, but when you really needed them the most, they didn't step up, and when the offense, yeah. they were so bad, and then they had one good play, but you needed just one more, and last night, it was that second quarter that just took the sails, the wind out of the sails of this team. The offense has a great first quarter. The only time the defense looks bad. So the offense had one good quarter of football, four bad quarters of football. The defense mm -hmm. had one bad quarter of football, mm -hmm. four great quarters of football. And it just they were just at the very wrong time because just as the offense finally gets momentum in the first quarter, the defense just can't yeah. get off the field. And, and it just completely iced the offense. Two drives, one drive that was like half the quarter. Literally, I think it was like a seven minute and 40 or seven minute and 40 second drive. Just completely had the offense on mm -hmm. the sidelines for like 25 minutes. And it, I, I'm not trying to be tough on, on the defense because you hold a team to 19 points, you should win. 90% of those games uh, and especially because they've been the strength of this but it's just this team does not play well together yeah I saw our, our own D-line tweet this out and I don't blame him for this because this is the way it felt but he said man if the offense could just give this defense one inch of breathing room and I was like mm -hmm. They gave them like 10 feet of breathing room to start the game. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's true. And they, you know, breathed it all away, yeah. right? As fast as they could. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't give the defense anything but an A for last no, night, though. No, I, I agree. Yeah. But it, it is weird that it feels like every time the defense doesn't have to get a stop, they don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a That's lot a of like point. the bend but don't break. But the thing is, I mean, you give up field goals. You give up the one touchdown drive. There are a couple other long drives, but they clutched up at the end. And, you know, there was the one where they knocked him back in the first quarter and made him punt. There was the 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 couple times they held him to field goals with some good plays on third down. It, they, they, they gave up 13 points in four quarters of football. That's a pretty outstanding – no, it was 16, wasn't it? 16, 19, not 16, 13. Yep. But still, 16 points. That's a that's a really good night against that team. Is it? It was an incredible effort from the defense. Yeah, no, you can't take anything away from it. But it is. It was, a really, it was a really bad second quarter, though. Yeah, to Zach's complimentary yeah. football point, it's like, oh man, the offense is right. rolling. Get him a three now. Get him the ball back now. Touchdown mm -hmm. or field goal drive, then touchdown drive, or was it the other way around? I think it was. Anyways, the one thing that, well, a couple things really bothered me on the rewatch. One, last week to open overtime. Nathaniel Hackett went immediately into his bag mm. and essentially pulled out like what I would call script plays. Yeah. Uh, you know, your best plays that you have that you're like, if we need a drive, we're going to these. Um, and they got into scoring range in two plays. Bang, bang. Mm -hmm. This time they started overtime with two straight runs. And those I are was, the same runs too, right? Yes. Yep. And I just wondered, where were those? I know that it's not every game is created equally, yeah. but you know you have an opportunity there to call your best play, yeah. uh, and maybe they felt like inside zone with Latavius Murray was the best thing they could do last night, and they, you could make a case at, that especially it was. at that point. Yes, wow. but I'm just thinking like, man, that you know that 
what whatever you want to call it that kind of wheel route that Jerry Judy ran against the Colts. Yeah. Don't where was that like a, one. A, a little bit of misdirection uh anything to just say like hey let's call the best play we have right now. And if I if I was talking to Nathaniel Hackett and he told me the best play we had last night was Latavius Murray inside zone, I wouldn't even be able to blame him. <laughs> but I was just I was longing for some creativity in overtime just to say like let's try to catch them off guard it was run run pass run run pass there was no element of surprise on anything they did I mean speaking of element of surprise Ryan you going through that just reminded me something we didn't talk about last night how about the back-to-back screen passes to wide receivers the first one to Montreal it didn't work so you say okay let's just do the exact same play to the other side to KJ Hamler and that one didn't work it's like these aren't Mm -hmm. bad plays but the play calling and when you use them is Mm -hmm. is just mind-blowing and either one of those would have worked if greg dulcich could have just made his block yeah, yeah. again like that to me i almost see that as just like a test like what happens when you run a screen behind greg dulcich that doesn't no, we work well, he gave him his two tries no that kind of you should know that this is his hardly first NFL start. exactly you've just practiced. hardly seen him he's not really a blocker but if you've hardly <sighs> seen it you can't be giving a rookie tight end the benefit of the doubt that but he's it's gonna not, be a yeah. good blocker but you don't need to be good like you have to, get, you like, have to touch them KJ Hamler would have been just fine. Like you saw the block last week when they called Jerry's screen behind him. Like you're not asking Greg Dulcich to block Bobby Wagner. It's just a little cornerback out there, and he just needs to get hand off. Portland and uh, Dulcich missed the same guy on the second one. It's very easy for me to say hindsight being 2020, but I would have told you before: do not put Greg Dulcich in that situation in his first game. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the the thing is, they had to try and get quick game working. Yeah, and, and it was it was to that point too. That's the other thing. Yeah, you know, have that quick little flat to Dulcich to, to convert the third down. You've got the the one to Beck right before that. Where it's the same thing. It just hitches and flats out there, and uh, you you had all of that stuff going for you early in the game up to that point, and then that's where they kind of abandoned. They all did of it. abandon it after those two screens got blown yeah. up, and I would have loved to see them go back to it later in the game. Um, yeah, my issue wasn't the play; it was doing it back to back. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It was almost maybe a little stubbornness from Hackett on the play calling. Is like he thought, "Oh my God, we just blew the block. Mm-hmm. Run right, it again." Right, right, and right. still there, they're still right. sitting so yeah. far back. It should be just fine. Right, playing zone out there, like you're gonna be good. It's, I don't know. It, to me, it was more of like a forty chess thing, where it's like, "Oh, there's no way they expect a bubble screen to this next side, and it should work." Like based on what we just saw. Um, but that's just overthinking. So, Henry, you feel better or worse? I feel better, but it's because I'm only. <laughs> so half- I, I wasn't gonna ask. But, this but today. it's because I'm. It's because I'm only halfway through the second quarter. Uh, and so all I've go. seen is the good stuff. All go. I've seen is Quinn Miners coming back and solving all the problems, at least in his little spot, opening up big holes. The offense is clicking. Damari's only no, he just got called for his second pass interference. So that's starting to get to me. <laughs> So, I mean, based on what I've seen, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. There we go. It's, yeah. it, it, it doesn't even matter, though, um, because the win was so – getting a win in that situation was so important, um, and they didn't get it. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. when I say I feel better, it's like I went from a 2 to a 3 out of 10. Um, right. And that just – it's not – you know, it's not palpable or it doesn't count for anything. Um, but they really – just needed one mm-hmm. one good play. Actually, they needed one good pass play because they got one good run play. It was Latavius Murray, 14-yard yep. run. Yep. Yep. And it got them essentially one first down yep. 
away from being in scoring range, and they went backwards from there. Yep, that's what yep. you're thinking. You're thinking all you need is uh, Cortland Sutton for 15, and you're good. And yep. going from a two to a three, like, yeah, in the context of this season, with the vibes, all that, yes. But in the vacuum of just that one game, if you throw out everything else, I'd be like a, a four, maybe even a five. Like, they went to overtime with a good team. It's only when you factor in that they were struggling on offense again, and that's something that's happened repeatedly. Uh, that's why it's like a two to a three. I will say this. Of every game this season, this is the one um, where when I woke up this morning, I felt the pain of the loss the most. Yeah. I, th I think uh, huh. yesterday, right before we started the show, I was up here. I don't know if you guys were around, but I think it was to you. I said, like, this is the most gutting loss I can remember in a long time. Yeah. That one just really hurts. It, the difference between two mm -hmm. and four and three and three is so drastic, especially when the loss comes in the, in the division to the Chargers when yeah. they gave you so many opportunities to win it. And it'd be one thing if there was a, a play you could point to in that kind of uh, winning time stretch, which is, you know, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime. It'd be one thing mm -hmm. if there was one play you could point to and it was like, oh, man, if that just hits. If he you know, catches it. If he catches it, it yeah, or yeah. if they call that pass interference, maybe you could have had one on the Judy mm -hmm. play uh, just with how, how tight they were blowing that whistle. But it, there's nothing you could point to to be like, oh, they almost had mm -hmm. it. Right, right. Yeah, really quick, the uh, in the – End of the first half, when the Broncos were driving and had to settle for the field goal. Not settle, but they got into the field goal range. Remember when Russ threw that dart to Greg Dulcich in the end zone? Yeah. I didn't think that had a shot at, mm -mm. at, at being complete. Oh. After the right game. Through his hands. Yeah. After the game, Russ pointed it out. Now, it wasn't oh necessarily in like a... It didn't feel like it was. I'm throwing you under the bus, but it he's was just pointing to like it, things that they almost said, had. He said, "You know, I, you know, if it wasn't like if Greg catches it, but it's like, like if we I, have that if, one if, in the if, end if zone, if Greg would have been able to bring it in or something like that, yeah. that was way closer to a touchdown than I than I remembered it being. Well, oh, it was right through his hands, but yeah. it was. I tweeted it out. I said, I don't think Greg Dulcich saw passes with that velocity at UCLA. Mm. Exactly, that's probably the fastest throw he's ever had come yes. his way in his life. And that's what I said. We were sitting there. I said, like. A veteran t tight end might catch that. Like Greg Dulcich, when he has that grown man strength, he's been in the league for a while, he might be able to snag that. Rookie tight end in his first game, that's just not going to happen. It was, that was Russell Wilson throwing it as hard as he can from yep. 10 yards away. Yep. Yep. But to go back and to And it was a great throw, to be honest, because he had to get it past the linebacker oh, yeah. who's kind of just sitting there. So yeah. he waits right as Greg gets behind him. He's like, I'm throwing this as hard as I can. It's go No way the linebacker is going to get this. And I'm going to give my guy a shot. So that's a straight-up drop. <sighs> I mean, you can have drops that are hard to catch, but, like, if it went right through his hands, yeah, and it I was think a great throw. Probably by the letter of the law, it's a drop. Yeah. yeah. Except there's a guy on him. Like, there's a guy on his back, there's, you know? There's guys on you a lot of times that yeah. and it's still a drop, though. I mean, he, I wonder the, if they the count as a drop. If it went through his hands, yeah, because the guy didn't break it up. That is true. That is true. <sighs> But there's times you get hit in the back and they don't call it a drop. I don't know. Yeah. But to go back the to drop the drop stats weird. Anyway. Like but this yeah. really quick that defender didn't do anything to to make it not catchable if it went right through his hands. It's a it's essentially like if you're getting hit like right as you try to catch yeah. it they they won't call it a drop. Yeah. But this wasn't that. Kind of I mean, the was. guy was hit him in the back. But yeah, I to go back though to the The point is just that the drop stat is kind of finicky. There there wasn't a play you can point to where you say like, "Oh, they almost had it there." But there are a lot of plays you point to and say like, "Ooh, they barely got that one." You know, you think about the I think it was the first scoring drive 
where you, you hit or you try to hit Sutton up the sideline third down, ticky tack pass interference call keeps the drive alive. From there, you go to Bad the other sideline. Twenty seven in on defense. <laughs> That's what JC Jackson. Oh, there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. getting those calls. But then just a couple plays later on the other sideline, you get an Eric Tomlinson toe tap. Mm-hmm. Like those are well, those yes. are such low probability plays that could have ended those drives right but away. Those are also plays that the Broncos just haven't made all year. True. So it's like the worm has to turn eventually, um, mm-hmm. to use a phrase that Bud Black uses. Um it, it like <sighs> That's a hell of uh, you. The other way you look at it is that was an amazing throw from Russ to Tomlinson on the side, just to give him a chance. Yeah. Both of them to give him a chance. And for me, obviously, and another reason why I just don't feel good about it, and and don't feel mm-hmm. like Henry, I, I'm I'm shocked that you would say just looking at this game in a vacuum, you would feel like about a four to a five after this. I couldn't be further from that huh. because of 11, three for 11 for 15 yards. That is true. Negative nine passing yards in the second half and overtime. But I have a question for you guys. How much did Russell Wilson's injury impact that? We're learning about this injury, and let's break it down. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens where we – The Broncos, Broncos country could use a scoop of athletic greens. In fact, had mine this morning. Of course, just do the cold water, mix it in, get that little lemony taste in your mouth. And that's what everyone needs to wake up uh, and feel a little better about themselves because you're doing something good. You are getting vitamins, minerals, probiotics, everything good in your body with a scoop of athletic greens. And the awesome thing about it is it's cheaper than a cup of coffee a day. And on top of that, uh, it has over 7,000 five-star reviews so if you want to get athletic greens and get five free travel packs go to athleticgreens.com slash broncos that's athleticgreens.com slash broncos and with that you're going to get not only the five free travel packs you're going to get one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d also head on over to sports fan uh, we've got another tailgate in their parking lot on Sunday, which is a great opportunity to uh, go check out what they have inside. It's all sorts of cool stuff. It's stuff you can't find at the team store. You can't find online. Um, they have a few different locations. There's that one on Federal where our tailgate is. There are two on the 16th Street Mall. There's one in the Park Meadows Mall down south. And, uh, yeah, it has a whole bunch of good stuff. All the Colorado sports teams. But there's also stuff for other teams, too. If I mean, you're probably a Broncos fan if you're watching this, but who knows what teams you like in other sports. It's all good stuff, though, and definitely worth checking out. So get on over and support our friends over at SportsFan. And you mentioned it, the tailgate. We've got one coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the London tailgate and the all the festivities going on in London, which we will be in London one week from today. Uh, crazy to think about mm-hmm. that. Exciting to think about that. We'll be landing right now. Yeah, we will be getting into London right now. What? Well, seven oh, time actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, time difference. <laughs> I oh, forgot right. about that. There you go. Anyways, I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. I haven't even looked at the itinerary. <laughs> um, I just go, I just pack when I'm told pack and leave when I'm told leave. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait for that. And actually, we're slowly but surely running out of space uh, for some mm. of the events. So the the uh, sales have really picked up in the last couple of days. So I'm just giving you guys a legitimate warning. If you're coming. Definitely lock in your uh, your spots mm-hmm. now uh, because it's it's heating up as we get a little closer here. So uh, can't wait to hang out with you guys down there. We've got a bunch of cool events planned, and it should be a great time. Okay, before we hit the Russell Wilson injury news, got some good news really quick. 
What could it be? Not with the Broncos. Oh, that was predictable. Black Friday football is coming next year. NFL and Amazon Prime are going to have a football game on Black Friday. That's cool. Isn't it? So you're going to have Thanksgiving football, Black Friday football. Are the tickets going to be discounted for the game? (laughs) They should be. They should be. Um, No, you're going to have to have a Prime membership. So kind of uh, the opposite. Well, I mean, to go into the stadium. Right, right. That would be amazing if it was. Yeah. (laughs) It would be sick. Um, Okay, but now getting to the news. It's kind of a college football day for me. That's always the day that CU played Nebraska when I was growing up. Played. Yes. They don't anymore. They play so now. now they usually play Utah. That Utah. Day. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like it. I like it from an NFL standpoint. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna just do both. That's weird. Just yeah. play every day. Stop. Stop with the one week thing. Like, just kind of like slowly rotate teams. So it's like Sunday this week, then Saturday the next week, then Friday, then Thursday. So you always get like your six days. I <laughs> would love that. It'd be incredible. <laughs> It'd be incredible. All right, so Russell Wilson, 3-for-11 for 15 mm-hmm. yards in the second half in overtime yesterday. But we know he suffered a hamstring injury. He said after the game that it did impact him in the fourth quarter. Typically, you see players kind of downplay an injury impacting them, especially if they play through it. Russ kind of did the opposite here. Mm-hmm. And then it came out to this morning, Tom Pelissero, uh said Good that time. Russ— what big, big time. time Tom Felicero said that Russell Wilson got a ham, uh, an MRI on his hamstring and it could be quote fairly significant. Yeah. So how much does that impact the team yesterday? How much does that impact the team moving forward? How big of a deal is this? Yesterday I don't want to say none, but I'm pretty close to none. So I don't really care about it to be honest. Mm. Like you're standing in the pocket throwing the ball. Maybe they didn't call some runs because of it. Uh, they had run the ball a couple times earlier. Maybe they're going to keep doing it based on what we've seen. That doesn't really change his game too much. I I don't think it matters much. I looked for this on the rewatch because I remember last night you mentioned it. it was in the fourth quarter. He said, I didn't notice anything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, looking for any time where he grabbed or uh, slowed up. Uh, you know, there was one play where I thought maybe he could have escaped a little faster and didn't get out. But I didn't see anything, so it's hard for me to say, well, yeah, they could have had that play if he wasn't so hampered trying to get out of the pocket or anything like that. Um, So very little last night. Moving forward, the only thing I can say is, okay, well, if they decide to set him down, obviously that's huge. But Brett Rippon, undefeated in his career Mm -hmm. as a starter, undefeated (laughs) against the Jets. Yeah, yeah. and he did that one on the road. Yeah, much easier at home to throw up. 50-50 50-50 balls for Jerry Judy. And, and super quick, before before we talk about the future, um, I agree with you. I, I don't know if it impacted Russ or, or I can give him much of an excuse for that. Where I maybe could is Nathaniel Hackett. I, I have to imagine mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett it's knew possible. about this injury if it was as bad as Russ was saying. Because in this sort of game, when Russ has the first quarter that he had, 10 for 10, nine different receivers he had completions to, he was cooking, moving the ball in two quarters, and then in overtime, you throw the ball 11 times? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm just hoping that that was the reason because that just is mind-blowing. It, it, it does not make sense at all. And the running game was doing okay. Latavius Murray averaged 4.4 mm-hmm. yards per carry. But again, this... They were doing bad against the Chargers, who give up 5.8 yards per carry. So it's not like the running game was amazing. So I'm just hoping that that's the reason. Well, and the Chargers were coming, were blitzing so hard 
Uh, oh, <laughs> you avoided doing yeah. a uh, Dickerson. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> they were blitzing so hard on third downs that I just feel like first down would have been your time to try and get some chunk plays on uh, throwing the ball. Right. And the Broncos were almost unwilling to throw the ball on first down late in the game. So maybe, yeah, maybe Nathaniel Hackett heard, you know, heard from Russ, hey, I'm pretty hampered out here. You know, uh, I don't think Russ would say, let's throw it less. But All just right. so you know. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. It's really hard for me to, to write, to just read anything into it because I didn't see anything that looked like it was stopping him from doing anything. Yeah. Okay, yep. now looking forward, if Russell Wilson – he not only has what could be a fairly significant hamstring injury, but he has, we know he's dealing with of the lat strain, which we haven't talked about much because the Broncos said he's fine to play this game. Russell Wilson said he's fine. He was a full participant in practice last week, but that still has to be there. And James they were, pa they're yeah. working on his shoulder yeah. every single time he went to the sideline. Exactly. So that's there. To me, it's time, guys. It's time, it's time to shut wow. him down. Oof. Now, maybe it's not to the IR, uh, because if no. you put him on the IR, he misses the next four weeks, which would be one game after the bye. But to me, I'm to the point where shut him down for this Jets game, see where he's at. But in my mind, when I'm saying shut him down, I'm, I'm likely doing it through the bye week because you know what? <sighs> Losing that game last night, uh, it was really bad for your season outlook. And on, also, I'm to the point where Brett Rippon, I mean, he can be worse, but – uh, he can be a lot worse. He, he, yeah. he can, he can, but not that much worse in terms of an output, uh, in terms of points. 16 points last night. And what was it? 10.9 points the week before 12 points. No, nine points the week before. Not, not really. Like I know it can be worse, but if it's worse, it be well, worse. uh, 12 and a half points per game. It actually, if you look around the NFL, it can't be worse because the Broncos with Russell Wilson have the fewest points per game scored. So if Brett Rippon comes in and let's say he only puts up 10 points per game, it's like, well, okay. I mean, that, that sucks. How many points did he give to the other team? Brett? Yeah. Oh, prob probably a, a, de <laughs> yeah. a decent amount. But I'm at that point. Yeah, you just can't. Oh, three oh. for 11 for 15 yards, that can't be worse. It could be. Uh, you just can't punt on the season in week seven. So, like, you just can't do it. You're, you're not. You're not, though. Because if you put out this Russell Wilson again this coming week and he's never allowed to fully heal, one one week off during the bye week isn't going to be enough to get him fully healed for, for an incredibly tough stretch. I think you give yourself – I'm at that point. You give yourself a better chance by letting Russ get fully healed, whether it's by taking one week off, by taking two weeks off, and having him healthy uh, come down the stretch because it, this offense – is so bad right now it can be worse i'm not sure it can be much worse. i just don't think it's a russell health problem like i think it's a he needs more time and they need to figure this out and they're not going to figure it out if he's on the bench like so and the other thing a is bum shoulder and a significant bum hamstring i don't think that's you don't the think issue that's a health problem i don't think that's the issue with this offense i think they need to keep playing together and if if brett rippon loses this next game which i mean if, if brett rippon is the starter in this game i'm absolutely picking the jets to win you that's the end of the season you're, yeah. you're it's basically over like you just don't have the luxury of resting russ right now so that's what i was gonna say is there, you though. might have a lot of time to rest russ at the end exactly of the season. um and obviously at some point you're going to have to play for next year which is crazy to think about when you don't have a first round pick um but at some point you are gonna have to start thinking about next year and playing for next year and it's not now 
Um, right now, you still have a fighting chance. But that goes away. Essentially, if you, if you lose this week, it goes away, um, I think. And you just have to have Russell Wilson out there for this one. You do. Uh, unless he, he legitimately can't go. Now, mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I, I don't you know. I, I don't know. I, but if it's a shut him down or don't shut him down, and that's up to the coaching staff, then you have to play him, uh, and they will. And you move forward, and you you try to win these next two games to get back you to have four to. at the bye. You um, have to win them. But Henry, we and you said it last yeah. week. They had to win last night, and they didn't. And so I'm at the point where I I kind of understand just, what what this season is. And if the Broncos are somehow going to make a miraculous comeback, it's because Russell Wilson is going to be incredible. And he is not going to be incredible by being dinged up. Uh, and, and he's not going to get to full strength or, or as close to full strength as you can get in a season by continuing to play and only having one week off. So I, I think they're at that point where, uh, where, where Russ has to sit in order to be as good as possible. And is that probably going to happen? And he's going to come out after the bye and be incredible? No. Probably be worse. Odds odds, (laughs) odds are certainly not good. No, but Henry, I think you're way worse off not having Russell Wilson uh, or having Russell Wilson be injured for the rest of the season as opposed to missing one or two games uh, and then coming back and and being fully healthy. Saying that, though, I'm not saying it's a great chance that Russell Wilson is going to come out of the bye and be great. The problem is, like, the if season's you come over. out of the bye two and six, yeah, yeah. Then what, which you what, would. You, you, know, you have to you're win. You're two and four. If, 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 if this offense it's plays. It's week seven. Henry, if you play the way this offense has played the last, I mean, honestly, six weeks, but really five, the past mm-hmm. two weeks when Russ has been a little banged up uh, against bad teams, you're not going to beat the Jets. You're not going to beat the Jaguars. But you need it to get better is the thing. You need it to get better, and if you put in Brett Rippon, it is not going to get better. And I, I do think, oh, for the for the rest of the eleven games, it would be better having a healthy uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's in the end, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, um, because it's not going to miraculously get fixed this week, and especially Russ playing hurt isn't going to, uh, you know, he's probably not going to miraculously have the best game of the season. No, but. Um, you have to give yourself the best chance to win, and that is yeah. absolutely with Russell Wilson. Even you know people will will not think this is true. Sixty percent Russell Wilson is your best chance to win over Brett easily. Rippen. But in the second half and overtime, he was not sixty percent Russell Wilson. I mean, he he Brett Rippin would have been better than three for eleven for fifteen yards. I think I I don't think so. I think it would have been yeah. uh, three for eleven for fifteen yards and two picks. I don't think so. Oh, well, then you got to talk about so. the whole game too. It's not just that second half. You know, if you if you're playing Brett Rip in that game, no, you but, play him the whole game. No, but if if uh, Russell Wilson got hurt in the second half, which fourth is what quarter. it seems like, yeah. So but there, but yeah, so the go. whole third quarter. No, he said he said in the fourth quarter is when it really bothered him. Uh, so I don't know when. Maybe, we don't, maybe we haven't heard the, in the fourth. Yeah, we don't know when mm-hmm. it happened. Um, but so no, I'm talking about injured Russ is the three to eleven for fifteen yards. Guys, that's as yeah, bad as a, it gets. It does not get worse. Yes, it than does. Turn the There's ball over. Yes, yes, yes. It, yeah, He sure. put the defense it, in it, great it could, situations. It could. Um, but three for eleven for fifteen yards. It's not good. But Brett Rippon is not saving you in that game. He's absolutely not. 
Especially with the way they were what calling did, it. Maybe they could have maybe they would have called different stuff that could have worked. Like in like, hindsight, yeah, in hindsight you say, Well well you might as well bench Jerry Judy, you didn't win. Throw in Tyree Cleveland the there. Way, just, uh, something changes, who knows? Maybe it works out. The way Russell yes. Wilson is not seeing the field as a pocket totally. passer is unbelievably he's not gonna concerning. It's so concerning. That's definitely. more of Brett Rippon's game. Not an now, injury am I issue, saying, but he's exactly um, yeah, but right now, Russell Wilson, now he can't move. He needs he to learn how do. to see. He's not gonna learn on the bench. He needs the reps. You can't put him out there if, he, if he's to. that. No, I okay. I guess we just disagree about that. Yeah, we'll have to. I think Russell Wilson was at the point where he looked last night in the second half in overtime, uh, where he looked worse than Brett Rippon. What would be? Yeah, I think you're that you have the benefit of mystery on your side there. Yep. Um, but the thing is, they didn't turn the ball over, uh, and they were able to put the defense in good positions, and they. We're about to get the ball back totally. with a chance to win the game. They weren't able to put the defense in good positions. Well, what do you mean? The they were pinning the field them deep in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. The Bron- they, they weren't flipping. No. Corliss Waitman, they, they weren't moving backward. Um, That's not turning the ball over. That's how you do that. Brett Rippon's going to throw a turnover. I cannot believe you guys are okay with the offense. No, not okay with it. Don't change our words. No, that's what no. you're saying. You're saying it was good enough. Better I'm than Brett Rippon. it was Rippen. not good enough. It w- no, what we're saying is that changing the quarterback wouldn't no, have made no. it better. You okay. needed, and you needed one big play. Remember against the Colts when Russell Wilson went in the tent uh, to, to get his, sh- I believe it was his shoulder checked mm-hmm. out again, and we said, uh, or I believe there was a conversation mm-hmm. press, or after the game, would the Broncos have won that if Brett Rippon came in? And uh, it's not crazy to say, yeah, they would have, because they won, would have called the game differently. Uh, but then an injured Russell what? Wilson wouldn't have been as Bad or uh, Brett Rippon wouldn't have been as bad as an injured Russell Wilson. In that one, Russell Wilson threw two picks. Yeah. Yes, and that exactly. is this injured Russell Wilson though. Yeah, I'm just saying. Last night they they didn't throw interception, so it can get worse. It can. It could be like the Colts. And but look, look, look what happens. You throw two picks against the Colts, you score nine points. You don't throw picks uh, against the Chargers, who have the third worst scoring defense in the NFL. You score 16 points. It's so bad. It's oh, it's so bad. bad. But but again, like Russell Wilson is the only hope that you have at this point. Yes. Like if things are going to get better, it's not be, going to be because Latavius Murray is all of a sudden a pro bowler. It's not going to be because Brett Rippon steps in as Bailey Zappi. It's going to be because Russell Wilson figures out his stuff. And if that doesn't happen, they're going to be two and six at the bye. I think it's going to be it's because a healthy or the healthiest version of Russell Wilson comes in. It'll be uh, too late when, when he is healthy enough. If It'll you be too even late. if you think- won last night, I would be able to say. Yeah, maybe you can rest him and see what happens against the Jets uh, because you're three and three, and then you can get back. But you just can't. You can't. You ha- I agree with Henry. Uh, the only way that this thing turns around is because Russell Wilson saves it. And if you don't play him in the next two games, it'll be too late for Russell Wilson. Yep. And, and, and I think we're just at different points of where we are in the season. I said it was a must win last night mm-hmm. because I thought it was a must win. Yeah. I, I thought the Broncos, for all intents and purposes, were, their playoff shots were, were done if they did not win last night. Hank, I thought you agreed with me, but now well, you, I, that, I don't think you, you do since you no, still totally. think the season's open, which is fine. It's not, and, Ryan, you said it wasn't a must win, uh, so you still have this season Nobody's open, season's so. over in week seven. That's not true. It is what it is. I mean, you That's still have a path. You could be 500 at the bye. Is this where you want to be? No, but the season isn't over. Well, like, you but, still have something to play but, for. But, Henry, you just saying 500 at the bye – um, I said all off season, and I think we all said all off season. You have to be over 500 at the buy yeah. to have a chance. But now, now the here you best are. You can be is 500. You yeah, can't but, just punt though. No, but I'm not going to change the goalposts as we continue to go. So then you're saying just punt the season. It's over. Bench nope, everybody. I'm, it's done. 
That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that the best chance you have is to get Russell Wilson healthy. And the odds are so slim anyways, it's not worth putting him out there uh, just to continue to play such awful ball and just get more injured. Uh, and what are you doing at that point? If you're taking your most valuable asset and you're saying, yeah, just just go out there, continue to, to, to look terrible, continue to get more injured and, and just just wither away. That To me, that's, that's awful. At some point, this season's not looking good right now. I think mm-hmm. the odds are like that they have a 16% chance. I'd rather invest in Russell Wilson than invest in this season. Again, like you you play him two more weeks. If you lose both games, you've got ten and a half months to to rest him. Yep, and potentially damage him, and uh, and just treat your most valuable asset uh, like like garbage. And I don't think that's, that's it. No, that's it plenty is, of time it, for it, a hamstring. It, it, yeah, every quarterback <laughs> plays with a, a shoulder and a hamstring yes. injury. That's a, like. In the in the league, if Justin Herbert had that injury, he starts next week. If Patrick Mahomes has that injury, he starts next week. If Tom Brady has those injuries, he starts next week. I, I don't know. Not not if it's if I mean a show a th- No, Dak Prescott did not play for a he month. He needed there was a no month. games. He a month. Practice for a month. A month. They has ten and a half months if they lose these next two. That's plenty of time. But then you you could it's just plenty be of time. It more. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I'm not I'm a doctor. So on a different side of this than you guys <laughs> Clearly. yes one thing we can I all do appreciate super or the the chats backing me up uh one i appreciate the chats backing us up too uh, uh see those one place i know i'm sure you don't uh <laughs> one place that there. we can all agree on is uh DraftKings sportsbook that is the best place to place your bets um we love DraftKings. DraftKings. sometimes um i call them accounting here because sometimes i just pay my paychecks Wow. And uh, that's what they've done in the last couple days, the last weekend. So shout out to uh, accounting for sending over that paycheck. Uh, love you, DraftKings. Better get over to DraftKings. Use the code DNVR. Bet five dollars on any NFL money line. They'll give you two hundred dollars in free bets to bet on anything. Um, lots of great opportunities. Uh, I just uh, on bets. Little 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 bit of a long shot parlay, but Nuggets to win the West. Avs to win the West, parlayed plus twenty seven hundred. I don't even think that's a long shot. Have you seen well, all the people based picking on the, the Nuggets? Odds it is. Yeah, I oh, know okay. everyone looks. The it's nuggets. crazy. Everybody's picking the Nuggets. Feels weird. Yeah, it's fun. It is. Anyways, get over to DraftKings. Use the code DNVR. Of course, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 All right, and let's jump into our DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week right now. And uh, I asked you guys last night, what would the line be on this Broncos game come today? Um, it was at three and a half. It jumped to th- or lowered to three yesterday, and now it's down to two. Broncos are two-point favorites, but that's not what I like in this game. What I like in this game, and I would personally get on it because I think it's only going to get lower, is the under. 39 and a half points for this game. That's a really low under to start off with, um, but... The Jets defense, allowing the Jets team that Henry says is really bad, allowing 15 points bad. per game in their past three games. One of those was against Aaron Rodgers. The Broncos offense, 
averaging 15 points per game. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Jets' offense is going to score 25 points in this game, so I like the under for both sides. I think the Broncos' defense handles the Jets' offense, and I think the Jets' off or defense handles the Broncos' offense. Unders 57 and 37 in the NFL this year. It's a there big unders year. Primetime unders 13 and 6. 68% of the time you're getting unders at primetime. Um, there's just crazy. Also, Broncos have helped with those. Uh, this will probably end up being a good thing for the Broncos. I think there's going to be a ton of money coming in on the Jets. Teams that are getting less than 40% of the bets this year, 26 and 13. Mm. Ooh. Against the spread. Mm, Vegas loves that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's been it's the first year in a while that fade the public has become a big thing again. Mm. Since, I think, 2020. Like so 2019, it was big fade the public. 2020, 2021, the public had great years. And huh. now we're back to what, whatever you think everyone else thinks, just bet the opposite. Interesting. I mean, you guys even did that on bets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I took the bills. Yeah. None of, no part of me wanted to take the bills. Right. And I was like, eh, I'm just going to go with what the book is telling me to do. Right. Which I think, you know, we talk about bet uncomfortably. No one feels comfortable taking the Broncos minus two at home against the Jets. No. So the book is telling you that this isn't uh, – uh, it, it is, you know – Good news for the Broncos that they think that. Um, real quick, or do you, do you have your pick? Uh, yeah, Warriors minus seven, playing the Lakers. Mm. Lakers suck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, Easy. Gosh, I had one that I loved in terms of betting uncomfortably. Where is it? Oh, here it is. You guys are going to hate this one, which is the only reason I like it. 49ers. Hosting the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, that's wrong. Nope, don't do that, Ryan. Getting don't too cute. Don't do that. Getting See? too no, cute. Nope, nope. No. Too cute. Yeah, this is, is not too cute. cute. It is too cute. The 49ers are so injured. They look so mm -hmm. bad mm -hmm. against the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, the Chiefs and are going to have so, some revenge. So why in the world? I don't know. Are they only getting three points? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It was two and a half earlier. And if it too. doesn't make sense... It always makes sense. Give me 49ers plus three. Oh, man. Okay. I can't wait for next week. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be incredible that's talking about a, this one. That's going to be a 10-point game. I, At I, least. I, I'm not even making the pick. I'm just <laughs> listening to the book. There we go. There, there, there we go. Um, I think the book is going to be very wrong on that one. But maybe. I mean, Ryan, this would be a great way to prove your method. The only thing I would say is maybe you wait because so many people are going to bet the Chiefs yep. that you'll probably get some extra numbers on that. Like I said, it has gone from already two and a half to now three. Uh, and someplace else that you can get great uh, a great discount on deal is over our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company. If you use the code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. And we love Hassle so much. We've had it in the bar. We have it at our tailgates. It is delicious. It's the blue collar American Wagyu because it's top shelf and affordable. They make they they uh, have the meat in Texas. They ship it directly to your door. It's the choice of home cooks and restaurant chefs alike. And they have so many different things that you can have. It's not just one product. Product, that's great. They have so many different ones. So make sure to check them out uh, over at Hassle Cattle Company and use the code DNVR for 20% off your entire purchase. That's HassleCattleCompany.com. All right. Shall we jump into Super Chats oh and comments? Boy, yes, we should. Oh All right. Boy. Let's hit these first two Super Chats. A generous $20 from our guy Ooh. Clayton Merrick. Thanks, Clayton. Uh, every time it's third down on offense, I say... As a fan, might as well punt the ball. I agree. Sit Russell Wilson. Let him get healthy. He doesn't even see the field, uh, for God's sakes. At least Brett will see the open guy. 
Based on be. what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> based on how bad it's been. Yeah, that doesn't. It, that... It, it's been. It's been. Well, to, to be fair, though, Brett is more, way more of a pocket passer than Russell Wilson. Russ, that's clearly something he still needs to work on. And that's the biggest concern with Russ is I truly believe that Russ was going to be able to be a successful pocket passer. We have not seen that. There's been no indication of that, and that is Brett's game. Again, I'm not saying Brett's going to come in here and be worlds better than him. That's not the argument I'm trying to make. I'm just saying Russ has struggled so much as just seeing the field. Uh, It's it's hard for me to think it's going to be that much worse than with Brett. And you know what? If it is that much worse, the benefit is you're sitting Russell Wilson to get him healthier so he can play more of his ball. All right, so you're you're playing a football game. There's a new rule. Quarterbacks are not allowed to leave the pocket. Okay. You can have the team starting Russell Wilson or the team starting Brett Rippon. Which team do you think is going to win? Um, the one that has, if we're talking about Russell Wilson with a hamstring injury, which he said, and we can only go off what, what the information we have, and, and he said uh, it really bothered him in the fourth quarter, and a throwing shoulder injury, uh, which has sat some other quarterbacks for weeks. And Russ, and I have the information I have, three for 11 for 15 yards. I'm going with Brett. Yeah, I am not. I am definitely not, no. <laughs> okay. I, I I feel like I'm cheating this, if being able to have hindsight being 2020 and having last night. I don't know how you – so you guys think Brett Rippon would have been worse than 3 for 11 for 15 yards? Because I get that it can be worse, but you guys are saying Brett Rippon would be worse. I mean, but it's not just about the stat line, though. Like, would they have you won the game? No. You want to go through points? No. You want to go through offensive yards? You want to go through everything else? That that wouldn't have solved because your problems. The you wouldn't have won that horrible. game. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. All it but takes again, is one interception and you lose that game easily. But again, like right now, if somebody said, hey, you want to replay the game, but this time it's, like I said, Tyree Cleveland said Jerry Judy, you obviously take that because you get a chance to see what fluky this, thing could happen. But you Just, haven't said you'll take that. You said you oh, still yeah. put Russell Wilson in there. Well, if you're in that situation yeah. again this week, I, I would do it. In hindsight, if you could say, oh, let's replay this, but this time with Brett Rippon, it's like, yeah, replay it. It'd be great to replay it. They lost. Do you, would you have rather played Luke Wattenberg at center instead of Lloyd Cushenberry? Um, uh, In hindsight, you well, have th- to. This is very different, though. None of those guys are injured. But if you played badly. But the thing is, do you play? would you rather play a worse player or a better player? Um, you'd rather play a better player, but last night... I don't know if Russ was a better player in the second half in overtime. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm that crazy saying that. And again, I can't believe I get the hindsight being 2020. It's easy. It's easy in this point. Three for 11 for 15 yards. <laughs> it's it's that only is on easy because you didn't see what it would have looked like. For 22 for 30 yards. It does, it does not get worse. Because if may, maybe he puts yeah. up... Uh, maybe he does have two interceptions, but he probably has 150 passing yards uh, and, and is moving the team at in the least second and half, maybe counteracts. He's that. not putting up 150. No, 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 no. I was oh. saying when I expanded it to six completions for tw- or six completions out of 22 attempts for 30 yards, that's over a game. That's what he mm-hmm. did in the second half. If you put that over a game, yeah. At the same time, like you can't just only look at one half though. Is the other thing with Russ. Where it's like he was That's actually when he got good. injured. That that uh, totally. is why we're talking about. I it, I, I get that, but again, it's so Russ yes, did can. not have. I mean, he had a bad night, but three for fifteen is the storyline. When really it should 11. be a three for eleven. Yeah, it should be that whole game. What did he do? It wasn't good enough. And for this conversation, no. I get it's the injury conversation. But again, we he said it was the fourth quarter the that happened. it was the fourth quarter that bothered bothered him. So you got to throw out that third quarter too, no, and, and he was not, falling though, off in there. Know. 
but maybe yes. But also maybe <laughs> yes. Potentially. Yeah. It, Either way. The thing is, playing worse player does not equal better results. It just doesn't. Um, it well, in was, the grand scheme of it things, was yeah. smart for Gary. Co- this is a very similar situation. Who's better, Peyton Manning or Brock Osweiler? They were in first when they made that change, though, right? Who, who was better? Peyton Manning. Peyton was, Peyton yes. Manning, without a doubt, it was smart what Gary Kubiak did to pull him because Peyton was injured, uh, and Peyton's never going to pull himself out. Just like no. Russ, probably not going to pull himself out unless this MRI comes back where it's so bad that he has to sit. But at a point, the backup is better than the starter if the, mm-hmm. if the starter is just that debilitated by an injury. And Russ has but two potential they, significant yeah, That team had the luxury exactly. of resting their quarterback. Exactly. Um, because they had such a cushion because they were winning so much. Brock would have in the first. Let's say the Broncos had the same. Uh, they they were mm-hmm. two and four. Whatever they they were a couple of games shy of, of in the first half when Peyton Manning had four interceptions and no touchdowns. I think the same move would have been made. And that goes. I don't think it was a luxury there because I do. remember the Broncos. Okay, but they the, they didn't have the number one seed like locked up. At no, this point. no, no, no. But they, they could have lost those games and still it. made the playoffs. But that's also the huge difference no, between they, what no, happened. No. That's also the huge difference between what happened with Russell last night and what happened with Peyton in that game. He was throwing interceptions. That is the worst thing a quarterback can do. But Russ was, I mean, he Russ hardly was got so any bad, opportunities. Though. And when he True. did get opportunities, they were just sending the entire house at him. Russ was, I, Russ was really bad. Awful. But, yes, but he no, was. The second to, half. To your point, though. The point is, if they're sending those massive blitzes, what is Brett Rippon doing against that? Um, I, I, I don't know. And I'm not Nothing. saying Brett's going to be great, uh, but potentially just executing better. All right, let's add another super chat here. Um, next one from BK says, Peyton has to be held accountable. He hired an offensive head coach and has never called a single play in the NFL. Pick Benito instead of getting offensive line help. The second one is true, but the first one is not. Yeah, he called plays uh, at, at many different points, most recently with Jacksonville. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about it last night. George Payton, the two biggest things that are wrong with this, this team, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, are squarely on him. Yep. And uh, so we'll see. And it's a bummer because, uh, like, the, the draft, his first draft looks like it could be an all-timer um, between mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan and Baron Browning. Like, you could have gotten two – superstars for the next 10 years now you never know uh, but those guys i mean then you have like matt henningson making plays yeah. last night um you go through jonathan cooper's making plays mm-hmm. last night like his drafts have been amazing um those two decisions right now look questionable um i still would go back and say like obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but the trade for russell wilson without looking at the like it was you're you're obviously you needed a quarterback you Mm -hmm. went and got one uh unfortunately it hasn't worked out yet anybody would have made the deal though that's i guess that's what i was trying to say yes and 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 that's what i said last night too i'm not just Mm -hmm. saying george payton was stupid we we all love the deal but at the end of the day he's the one that made the deal if if, Mm -hmm. if, yeah it comes uh, back on him it it absolutely comes back Mm -hmm. on him yeah it's the same thing as you know rick george got put in a really bad situation but in the end, he decided to hire Carl Durrell and give him that contract. Like, really, it's it's kind of a no-win situation because the other option was turn that deal down, and then if you turn down the Russell Wilson deal, everybody's gonna hate that too. Yeah, that one doesn't come out probably. No, yeah, eh, eventually at, it would. At, but at yeah, the, at the end of the day, though, uh, he decided to give up all that, and then yep. on top of that, after you had him in your building, you gave him the contract. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of people believe that 
you can just move on from him because you have rich owners. You can't. The dead cap mm-hmm. would be it would sink. crushing. Yep. Yeah. Crushing. You're in for four years. Yep. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Got to play. Got to get it. Got to uh, figure out, you know, why Russ isn't, isn't going through the progressions. It's not like he's had a huge progression problem his whole career. So for whatever mm-hmm. reason, um, the progressions aren't clicking for him in this offense. Yep. Um, really quick, some news coming down. Um, Aaron Patrick's season is done. He will end on the IR. He suffered a torn ACL in last night's because game. Because he ran into a guy on the sidelines. Yep. yep. Exactly. That's a and it seemed like he was like trying to yeah help he was him from falling yeah I think that's should have just taken him out such a bummer that's so sad yeah. yep it's like uh, swerving to to avoid hitting a squirrel and totaling your car yep. yeah brutal that's a big loss on special teams mm-hmm. he's downfield every single time it's crazy but uh, it's better than losing like a number one receiver or something I guess but that <laughs> at some point. I wonder if there's that comes back to bite him somehow. I just feel extra bad because it's like if it happens in the field of play, it's just the cost of doing yep. business. And it really sucks because this is a, a back end of the roster guy that, that's worked yeah. his tail off in order to get this opportunity. And no one expected Aaron Patrick to make the 53-man mm-hmm. roster, and he did. So it's a really good story that just stinks. Yep. All right, let's hop into the comments on the website. First one coming in from Mile High Till I Die. He says, my boys, a few quick pros and cons from last night's game. One, thank God the belly is back because the rest of the offensive line is horrible. Obviously, we don't have draft capital, so hopefully a big-name lineman will be available in free agency this year. Two, Baron Browning is so fun to watch. A few mishaps, but a beast nonetheless. Three, this offense is tragic. I'm starting to think that Peyton Manning unintentionally cursed this team when he won the Super Bowl, and it won't be until uh, we draft Arch Manning with the first overall pick in the 2026 draft. Four, why is this team so bad at taking advantage of other teams' weaknesses? Our running backs have 75 yards against the worst run defense in the league five big ups to greg Dulcich. they tried to run it a lot in the second half yep. mm-hmm. and again still fell way short of uh how bad the chargers defense was five big ups to greg Dulcich for scoring a touchdown in his first nfl game we need his beautiful california vibes now more than ever six Damari mathis needs a lot of time that he doesn't have to figure his stuff out trade bad bradley chubb for an equivalent talent at cornerback seven god bless dnvr for the post game coverage to help us all commiserate when vibes are this bad in broncos country we all need something to listen to make sense of this madness and help process all the stuff that's happening membership worth more than its weight and gold and really quick uh, we had so many people tune in on the post game show. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. So many of you, us, so many of you guys, hit us with a thumbs up, and we really appreciate that as well. If you could hit us with a thumbs up when you're tuning in right now, we'd really appreciate it. Amen. Uh, Melbourne Bronco, my boys. I was literally screaming in my car when Dulcich scored. I thought, here it is. We are back, but it went away. As for the next two weeks, I can't even think of what might happen. Cheers. Well, you're playing worse teams than you played last night, so it's true. Maybe. We'll talk about it later this week. We will. Dan Burke says, hey, guys. So, unfortunately, it's that time of year again where the Broncos are in a position to be sellers at the trade deadline, barring some miraculous turnaround. Who do you think y'all should be on – or who do you who do y'all think should be on the block and for what price? That's Brad, a big conversation. Yeah, Bradley Chubb would be the number one um, piece that you have to move, especially with the way he's playing. Um, you could recoup some serious assets that you gave up in the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, by trading Bradley Chubb. I don't know if you want to do it, but it's an option. Can you get a first? I Probably not. Um, but, I mean, imagine one of these teams, like um, the way that the Bills are rushing the passer right now. Do they want to just uh, 
sell out and say, let's recreate the Miller Chubb thing that, mm -hmm. that Denver never got. Man, so they mm -hmm. trade a first for Bradley Chubb. They trade a second and a third for Christian McCaffrey, and they go all in. Why not? It's possible. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be so dirty. Uh, think... And if you can get a first, mm -hmm. you do it in a heartbeat for Chubb. You yeah. probably have to. Kareem Jackson's probably on that list. Just end of his career if somebody needs some safety help. Mm -hmm. Again, you're not talking about first, but you get something for him. You get Caden Stearns into a bigger role. That one can make some sense. Just Melvin Gordon, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, just really – and this is actually a conversation we'll probably dive deep into next week when the Broncos will actually be sellers or potential buyers. Yeah. Um, but Kareem Jackson, probably like a seventh-round pick. Yeah. And, and just quickly on, on Melvin, they have to do something. Oh, without you, a doubt. You cannot – Whatever it is, you can't have him sitting on uh, yep. the bench, you know, whining and then going on Twitter and, you know, liking everyone's tweets and all that stuff uh, about whatever. You just can't have it. It's got to make a move here. And that's a Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton decision there. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Nash Bronco says, well, that sucked. Number one in my blame game is the penalties, which come back to Hackett ultimately. Piss poor effort, execution, and discipline loses you the game. If I see Jerry quit on one more route or contested mm -hmm. catch, I'm officially out on him. Number two is the pass protection, which was bad, bad, bad. You what, could did only he, what did he quit on? He should have gotten that PI. He wasn't aggressive enough. It's the same thing from the week before. Okay. And so I know like, people are really upset about the clip of Jerry and Melvin on the sidelines. That just too. Looking really, that too. Really upset, I guess. Yeah. Uh, really... That was the right after the third down where Jerry was open on the sprint out and Russ couldn't get it to him because there's a, a guy who jumped up. I just I don't have any issue with Jerry like t talking to his friend and being like, damn, I was open like I was right there. I don't know. Uh, that's fair, too. He says uh, the pass protection is bad, bad, bad. You can only put so much on Russ when he's getting blasted one and a half seconds after the sap. Number three is when is what mm -hmm. RK keeps talking about, the losing mindset. It's a matter of approach slash lack of confidence from the offense. It should start to turn around here soon, but, man, until it does, it's pretty obvious. I'll be upset. Or I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time investing in this team to the same level I usually do. I'm a diehard, even wore my Broncos hat to the gym this morning when they were showing the lowlights from the game last night. It's still early in Russ's tenure and Hackett's, but man, it is deeply frustrating to feel the, st the short term like this uh, when the team made some crazy moves and we're going nowhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're so close to the point where it's like, just just look for a few good games at some point. Like again, like if you go one and one before the bye, you might even be there. Where you're just saying like, okay, just maybe these last few weeks, they figure something out, get average 28 points in a three game stretch at some point, have some hype for next year. But... It yeah. Jay Benson 318 says, I'm not a doom and gloom type of fan, but I had some thoughts after this game. It's going to be a tough sell to top tier free agents to come play with this team this offseason. It's going to be a tough sell to our own free agents to take a hometown discount to come back to this team. There's a lot of season left to help change the narrative, but we need to turn the tides before it's too late, especially when we're looking towards the future. Yes, I know it's early to talk about next year. I'm not giving up on the season, but just had that thought after the game last night. Mm -hmm. Almost all free agents just follow the money. Yep. So, like... You would think it would have been a tough sell for Malik Jackson to go to Jacksonville, mm -hmm. but he did because they gave him the bag. The only difference is like the 34-year-old like yes. getting a one-year deal. Bobby Wagner. Exactly. It's like, ah, I could probably go on the open market and get like $9 million because I'm not in my prime anymore. No, I'll just take eight or seven or whatever. Yep. Six, maybe. Agreed. Uh, Randy Chubsack says, the Broncos' offense is bad at football. I am playing in the end by Lincoln Park on repeat. 
please advise. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Oh, gosh. DK says, Russ said there is no division in the locker room, but I find that hard to believe. You have the defense playing lights out almost all season and an offense that struggles to pick up first downs, let alone Mm -hmm. score. The offense was supposed to be good enough to keep the pressure off the defense, and instead they're putting all the pressure on the defense. Have you guys gotten a sense that there are cracks starting to form between the offense and defense? I don't know. Uh, you guys would probably know a little better than I do. I would assume there's a lot of frustration. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like quite division, like we hate yeah. those guys yet, but it's definitely um, f- frustration at the very least. I don't know if this is it's, this is probably worse. Um, maybe just the feelings is more so just division amongst the team, like not just offense and defense. But, I mean, mm-hmm. we saw it publicly with KJ. Uh, now we're seeing it with Melvin. Those are offensive guys that yep. are upset. It, so it's not an offense versus defense thing. But I'm not saying there's also not cracks happening. No. And I would guess that the offense is even more frustrated than the defense. At least the defense can say, like, like I'm, yeah, I'm talking to Baron Browning this week. He's like, yeah, it's, it's like I'm back home as a kid playing football in the street. We're having a ton of fun out there. Yep. So at least they're having, like, they're playing well. They have something to go off of the offense. It's just miserable all day, every day. Again, like I mentioned it last night where you have all those veterans in the 2015, 2016 season, I guess, who were frustrated and yelling, whatever. Again, I just, I just can't imagine a world where Draymond Jones is willing to go up to Russ and say like, what the hell we got to, this is ter-, you know, like the, the, the power is still with Russ there. Yep. All right. Hate to do this, uh, but we have a hard out today. Mm-hmm. So uh, gotta cut us here. But if you uh, left a comment that we didn't get to, you can always copy it over tomorrow. Blame me uh, if you have to blame someone. Uh, But I am going to cut us here. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Hit us with a thumbs up. Good conversation, boys. I love it. Love Mm. love some some good, healthy debate. And uh, we will be back with you on the DNVR Broncos podcast tomorrow. Understand that you need some time. Flying cotton